or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. That's T-O-M-A-R-O. As my mother says, spell it so people can find you. Um, and I feel like we haven't done this in a while. We, I know, I know, I know your, we your listeners don't know what right, happened. We let them in our little secret. Yeah. Well, nothing <laughs> happened. It was just that we took two weeks off because of some travel and some things going on. So the last two episodes, which were really good, and you should listen to them with our special guest, Brittany Libert from uh, Green County Regional Title. And we talked about title insurance, which everybody goes, what? So if you listen to these two shows, you will be the smartest person at your next summer party because you can go around and ask people, what's title insurance? And they'll exactly. be like, uh, and you'll have the answer. And answers. why is it so important? Yeah. And what does Abe Lincoln have to do with title insurance? We will tell you this. Um, so we pre-recorded those shows. So we haven't actually done a show live, which this one is live in several weeks. Yeah. And I'm a little rusty. So forgive me. Let me just say that up front. Karen's drinking, so she should be fine. But Oh, I'm drinking a Coke Zero. Right, right, All the right. listeners. <laughs> just like to paint this image of you being an alcoholic because if, you, I, yeah, I if your mother that. was because it deflects attention away from me <laughs> if my mother was listening lord help me you'd have to be like it's funny mom because like, it's no, a no, joke no, she's just joking mom I promise oh my gosh I promise yeah no. well we were on a little family cruise and there was some drinking going on and oh the judgment was just wow. so and we're like it's only two drinks in one day it's okay you know but anyways uh, so, how was your Memorial Day weekend, Karen? It was it was nice. My family was gone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, That's it was horrible. nice. My family was gone, and my sister and then a friend of mine came into town and spent a day, oh, nice. a couple of days, just doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, one of the exciting things that happens in Indiana over Memorial Day weekend is the Indy 500. And I have to say, I did not pay much attention to it this year. It's a little bit different. You know, I moved down. I lived in Indianapolis and I grew up a majority of my childhood in Indianapolis and left and then went back for a little while. But I've been back here in Bloomington for like 11 years. And it's different when you're not in Indianapolis because the Indy 500 is such a huge deal It is up a there. Huge, yeah. It was such a big deal when I was in elementary oh my gosh, school crazy. that we yeah. took field trips to Carb oh, yeah. Day yeah. just to be a part of it. Right. It's no, insane. I marched in the parade and, yeah, you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So, but, but your company had some big news this year. I know. I have goosebumps. That was pretty exciting for Yeah. You. So, a few days prior to the race, like whatever, like less than a week prior to the race happening... Uh, Ruoff Home Mortgage sponsored a vehicle, one of the Indy cars, and it happened to be the guy that won. Which is crazy. Yes. Yeah, so Sato won, and it was really crazy to watch when they when they re-aired it, because I obviously didn't go, but when they re-aired it on television to see when the car zooming by and it had the Ruoff logo yeah. and stuff. And then if you watch the award ceremony, yeah. which was last night, yeah. the banquet, they kept every time they come in and out uh, from commercial, they'd show the the race car there, and oh, it just had it all, lo- all over it. It was all over. It was just insane. I mean, there were a few wow. other sponsors on that car, but hats off to the 
person at Ruoff who made that decision because I believe that would be Mark Music. Okay, well, Mark Music, very good decision, way to go. Yeah, it's really weird because in Indiana, um, they black out the the race, and so we can't watch it with the rest of the country. We listen to it on the radio is how Mm -hmm. I grew up. If I didn't go to the race, we listened to it, and then they rebroadcast it Sunday night. Yep. Um, So even though we all know who won because – we all listened to it on the radio while we were out you know, mowing the lawn or whatever on Sunday afternoon. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Well, that's exciting. Well, I have some exciting updates about my favorite topic, which is Zillow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I I'm going to need that, a drink of that Coke Zero. I saw uh, that article you posted. Right. Another lawsuit. Right. And so that was like Euros yesterday morning. He like starts talking about Zillow and I'm like, why are you talking about Zillow? Cause I had been working on the show and putting some stuff together and didn't realize that that, that post had gone up. And so he was asked all kinds of questions. So several weeks ago, it's maybe been a month or so we talked about um, a woman who's suing Zillow and I promised to keep, keep you all updated because this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> Seriously, this is a little getting suit. So let's review. So there was an attorney, a real estate uh, lawyer named Barbara Anderson in Cook County, uh, Illinois, who was trying to sell her house and um, Zillow has its Zestimate. So it's estimated value um, about a hundred thousand dollars less than what she's asking for it and what she paid for it. And she feels that that's turning buyers away. And so she is suing Zillow, uh, seeking an injunction. She's not actually seeking damages or compensation. She just wants them to stop. She wants that number to go away so it doesn't screw over her efforts to sell her home. Go, sister, go, is what I have to say. Um, But that has now grown, and there is now a second suit. Um, I don't know if you have seen. I read your article, okay. and I want to say it's also in the same same, same attorney, state. right? Oh, is it so, same attorney? Okay. Yeah. So uh, hold on, I'm trying to be green today, and I didn't print everything out. I'm trying to use my iPad for all my like references and resources, but that just means I'm slow. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I got my tongue sticking out of my mouth. I'm trying to figure out what what I'll poke on this. Um, okay, so same Barbara Anderson, uh, and she is now representing CastleBuilders.com uh, and several gentlemen there. They own four properties in Schaumburg, uh, Illinois, and then one in South Barrington, and they are seeking a class action lawsuit which means we can all get in on that. Um, And basically they're saying the same thing that the lawsuit cites that they have properties that are listed at almost $1.5 million, but the villas, these four properties in Schaumburg worth 1.5 million or they're listed at 1.5 million. The value that Zillow is giving is less than 1.1. And so they're again, in seeking that injunction um, on uh, against that uh, Zillow estimate being out there and, confusing everyone so this led into a conversation with yours because he goes well don't people know that those aren't real numbers I'm like but they don't but they don't I don't know I I mean some people do for sure but there are a lot of people that don't and he said uh you know and I, I think the thing is I just had to happen this weekend that some clients came to me and this house popped on the market and I thought it was a pretty good price. And they said, no, because Zillow says that it's worth a lot less. And so we think it's overpriced. And I looked at them and I said, you know, honestly, if I were listing this property today, that is the price I would list it at. Yeah. They it's, didn't want to hear it. 
It's tough if you're not in the um, market or you're not in this business and you see this huge name because it's a well-known brand, right. you know, everywhere. So you do feel that the information that they're putting out there is is credible, and it, it but they don't share what that article talks about, which is, you know, the number or the percentage of times where they're within mm-hmm. 10%. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's on business. the website. Yeah. And so that's what I – and I'll put this – up if it's not on Facebook. So just go to Deb Tomorrow Realtor on Facebook and you can find it. But I wanted to share a quote because it was interesting to hear Zillow's side of the story, right? Right. So there's this uh, Zillow spokeswoman, Emily Hefter. I'm sure she's a very nice lady. Uh, she says the claims are without merit. We always say that Zestimate is a starting point to determine a home's value and isn't an official appraisal. Estimating value based on public information and statistics is a well-accepted practice. Um, And then she says the Zestimate is a computer-generated estimated market value that we create for more than 100 million homes. Homeowners should work with a local real estate agent. You want to repeat that, Zillow? Oh, okay, Deb, we'll repeat that for you. Zillow says homeowners should work with a local real estate agent to determine the best price and marketing strategy. So that's fine and dandy. And if you actually go to um, Zillow.com forward slash Zestimate, I swear a little part of my soul dies every time I have to say Zestimate. But anyways, (laughs) I digress. Um, But if you go to that page, it actually gives you lots and lots of statistics, which is what you were talking about, Karen, that, you know, they say, well... Um, what is it, 50, 46, somewhere around 46, 48% of the time, kind of on average, they're within 5% of the, the market of, you know, like what something sells for. That's great. But I mean, if you're talking about a $600,000 house, that's 30 grand, mm-hmm. right? So that's a lot. But here's the thing, that's 40, less than half the time you're that close. Okay, well, 85, and then they say, well, 85% of the time we're within 20%. That doesn't do me jack shit of good. I'm sorry, but that right. like is useless to me. I mean, I can get a dartboard out and get within 20% of a price. Come on. Okay, sorry. I, I need... Mm. Somebody bring me a drink, please. Um, but here's the other thing. Um, they say on on that page, that Zillow.com forwards estimate, they say education is the key. So there's a section on that page that talks about if you're a real estate professional and how you should use this estimate and how you should approach it with your clients. Yeah, they're, they're telling us how to, you know, right. Anyways, so they say education is the key. As a real estate professional, one thing you were always doing is educating your clients on all things real estate, and the Zestimate is no different. Why do I have to educate them on you that didn't exist? Um, Armed with an understanding of how the Zestimate is calculated and the data accuracy table, which says how often Zillow's wrong, then you can explain it, blah, 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 blah. That's fine, but you know what? Here's the thing. It's not education. It's re-education. And that just makes my job a little more complicated, right? I can educate you on something. If you knew nothing and I teach you about it, great. But if you thought you knew something and now I have to re-educate you on what the actual truth is, that's a lot harder. I know. I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at, I'm just speechless because they do come to the local agents who know our market and they look to you, uh, you know, to provide them that information, not to have to explain why this estimate is off XYZ dollars. Right. So there's uh, something else new going on, and that is that Zillow is recognizing that their algorithms are flawed um, and could be improved. And so there is a thing now called the Zillow Prize, which is um, similar to the Nobel Prize, 
not at all. Uh, but it is uh, Innovation Comes Home. They are they announced a Zillow Prize, which is a contest designed to inspire the brightest scientific minds to compete to improve the Zestimate Home Valuation Algorithm. You can win a million dollars. Data scientists everywhere have a unique opportunity to work on the algorithm that changed the world of real estate uh, and win a million dollars from improving I may curse a lot today because I'm going to change no, the subject here you, shortly, but I mean, should, come you on. You should participate, enter to win, and win that million dollars. Here's my algorithm. Call a realtor. Call someone who works in the market. Hey, have someone walk through your house and look at your house and not just, you know, reduce your home to a binary code. How's that? Oh my gosh, I had my blood pressure take take in this morning. To... I had a doctor's appointment. With this, so I should probably retake it, and they'll be like, "Um, you're gonna need to be hospitalized right now." So we're gonna go ahead and take a break so that I can calm down a little bit, and then we're gonna come back and talk about um, safety and security while selling your house, which make, might get me fired up a little bit too. <laughs> Oh, uh, stay tuned. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Hello, and we are back. Uh, much calmer now. That was a good break. We took a little moment of zen. And I'm fine. But if you're joining us right now, I would highly encourage you to... Uh, Listen to the first segment. Listen to the segment. Uh, yeah, I can download that on iTunes or uh, on my website. And um, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so we're going to move on to something else. So I follow this Facebook group called The Lighter Side of Real Estate. Do you follow that I, one I too? Do. Okay. It's usually just like funny memes or realtors who are complaining about something or whatever. But last week, I don't know if you saw it. it maybe it was late last week. There was an interest a video that was posted. It was from a mortgage company in like maybe Colorado or somewhere. Um, and they were warning buyers to keep their mouths shut during showings. They were trying to do it in a funny way. It was sort of seemed like an after school special or something. But um, because sellers might be watching you. Oh, never thought about that. So, and that post was generating a lot of discussion. Uh, and so that got me thinking. And then on Saturday, I spent, God help me, 12 hours doing continuing education because we have to do uh, 12 hours of continuing education every year. Right. And it's due by the end of June. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to get this done. If it kills me. You know what that's like, right? You have to do continuing it too, right? And so I literally, it was probably a gorgeous day. I'm not even sure. (laughs) I sat there for like 12 hours and got it done. I wasn't going to do the last three. I was going to, and then I was like, I'm going to get this done. Uh, And one of the modules that I was doing was on safety. And I was talking a lot about realtor safety because that's kind of, you know, that's been on the, in the news lately. Um, there have been some things that have happened over the past few years. Um, but there was something quite recently that happened with realtor safety to like not pre-qualifying buyers and going out and showing them houses and then attacking realtors. And there have been some murders and things like that. But we're not going to talk about realtor safety necessarily. But the between those two, the, the lighter side uh, story and then the continuing ed, I thought, oh, okay, someone's trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that I need to do a show on, you know, some safety and security issues. And I thought that this idea of being watched was kind of is interesting and it's something new. Um, I think there have really only been two times that I have thought or my clients have thought we were being watched. And those were all within the past year. Um, and one time I didn't really notice it and the, the buyers were like, um, let's go outside and talk about the house. And I think it was because I saw a nanny cam that was like a nanny cam that they had. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made it. And it was like on the front, um, like a table in the front hall, okay. which I think was weird. And I'm not sure what the other one was, like why we thought, but we were pretty sure that we were being watched. It was a for sale by owner that I was actually showing to a client. And so we were speaking very loudly, uh, nice things about <laughs> the home uh, seller, like how well they kept the home and things like that. But okay. we still didn't get the house. Um but the there was an agent so i was reading these comments on the on this lighter side of real estate you know facebook post um and there was an agent who said he showed a house that was extremely eclectic the, the paint was kind of over the top with the colors and the schemes and all of that and his buyer commented about this which i think we probably all would um, mm-hmm. If you can imagine me showing houses, I sometimes... If anyone would have, it would have went in my house a couple years ago... That green in the basement? It, bright orange. Oh, yeah. It was a bright orange. That's fine. I know. But anyways, <laughs> so this agent shows this house, and by the time they got back in the car, the buyer's agent said he had an email from the listing agent saying, oh, by the way, we'll offer X number of dollars towards repainting. So is that a coincidence? No, we need the music. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> from so, a SUV, yeah, lawn order. Right. Uh, so, you know, maybe five years ago or even two years ago, we would have yeah. thought that's a coincidence. But what was interesting to me yeah. was that this agent immediately thought, their first thought was, oh, my gosh, we were being eavesdropped on. Yeah, would you have thought that? that? I don't know, because at first I was like, oh, my gosh, you were, right? You were someone, that's so crazy. But then the more I thought about his story, I thought, well, it could have been just that the listing agent um, knew that they had a showing at that time period, typically got the feedback that the color scheme was crazy and thought, oh, I better drop him a note so that it's fresh in his mind and he knows, you know. Right. That we see happen all, I get that all the time. You know, people are like, you know, as I'm walking into a house, like, oh, by the way. But this person that was quoted in absolutely that, that was convinced his first thought. That absolutely convinced they were being, uh, you know, listened in on. Um, and I guess, you know, it just, it never dawned on me that people would do that, that sellers would do that. But I am pretty naive. La-di-da-di-da. Well, and each market is probably a little little different, you know, as well. Right. So why would people do that? So there's a lot of discussion out there about this surveillance because it's so easy to put surveillance systems into your home now, Mm -hmm. you know, over um, the Internet, Wi-Fi, you can watch. I mean, we have them in our commercial property where we watch. I mean, we can be, you know, in Mexico and watch employee comings and goings and trucks and making sure doors are locked and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it's super easy to do. So I think it's something, you know, we need to talk about and think about. So why would people do it? Why would sellers do this? And I've come up with three reasons. Maybe you have some other suggestions. One is (laughs) the big one. I think they know when the showing's over so they can go home. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that's a big one, you know? Yeah. I've never sold a house, but I know that it's like they have to leave for at least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours or however. We usually give a window of time yeah. it's usually at least minimum in an hour yeah. and you don't know if they're going to show up at the beginning of the hour or somewhere in the middle and you know I always see my clients as I, if I'm showing a house that I have listed I see them circling the block with the dog in the car looking miserable you know <laughs> the dog's like scratching on the windows <laughs> they're ready to come home they're like yeah can we come in yet you know and I'll text them and go I see you ha 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 um so but so I think that's a big one um certainly watching out for valuables you're being overly concerned about liability Maybe legitimately concerned. We're going to talk about liability a little bit later in the show. Uh, And then number three, which is I think where a lot of people's minds go first, is looking for an advantage. Mm. They're looking for information about who the seller or who the buyer, potential buyer is. You know, if they're walking around the house saying, oh, my gosh, I I love this house. I would pay $20,000 over list price. I love this house so much. (laughs) Right. Right. They're looking for an advantage like that. So then there becomes this discussion of legality versus ethics. So that's kind of what this Facebook post uh, dissolved into when what's legal and what's ethical. So legal, I'm not an attorney. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can tell you I did a little bit of research. so I can tell you what I think, but it also varies by state. So this is what I, I need an attorney to write a disclaimer saying I'm not an attorney. I'm not an attorney. I know Jack. I know diddly, okay? So don't believe or take anything I say. Uh, but there is a link, and actually Rachel's going to post that up. Um, because one of the things that is a big uh, theme through this discussion was, well, there's video and there's audio. And there's different rules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see uh, video um, surveillance is sort of typical. We kind of mm-hmm. see that all over the place. But taping someone's conversation is a completely different ballgame. Um, and so there's a, a, a website that Rachel's going to put up that has links by state because it's different by state. 
So here's in Indiana, I'm just talking about the audio portion of it. Indiana bars the recording or interception of any telephonic or electronic communication by uh, means of any mechanical or electronic device without the consent of at least one party to the conversation. So there's basically one party states and two party states. One party states say that only one party to the conversation has to be aware that it's being recorded. Okay. So that's what somebody responded at this, this, um, discussion on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They said, well, it's a one party state, so only one party has to know. I'm like, but that's one party to the conversation. And the, the seller's, seller's not in the conversation. Exactly. Right. Which was how I responded to that person and they haven't responded to me. So I don't know what they thought of that. I wasn't being nasty about it, but I was just like, this is my interpretation. So if that's mine too, so therefore it must be it must be true. It must be we true. We must be right. So if the listing agent knew that the place was being recorded and the listing that you know was under surveillance and that the audio was being recorded. The listing agent knew, and the listing agent was the one who was showing the house. I guess technically that would be okay, but now you're walking into an ethics storm. That oh my gosh, sure. I think would be, I mean legally yeah. it might be okay, but ethically no, and you're gonna lose your real estate license for sure. But uh, in others like say in California and there's other states that's a two party. In California, all parties to any confidential conversation must give their consent to be recorded. Um, and then it goes on to lots of paparazzi laws that California has that nobody else does. I love my home state of California. Um, so, you know, I guess legally, some people are like, well, just turn the audio off. Sure. And then you've got the video and you can see if anybody were to steal anything, yada, yada, yada. Where mm-hmm. it gets really fuzzy is, you know, do these rules apply to your home? Because it's not a public place. Right. So then there's uh, this thing called presumption of privacy. So do do uh, do buyers, you know, they're presuming that they're walking through your house with a degree of privacy if you're not there, right? You assume no one's listening mm-hmm. in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, but some would argue that when you list your home for sale, that it becomes a quasi-public place because you're inviting members of the public in. So legally, it's just it's a gray area. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here listening to this for the first time as well, yeah. and I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on everything. Yeah. too that you're saying. I, and so my conclusion after I kind of did all of this research was, this is just not a, an area I would want to go into. Right. You know, someone is going to, and there is going to be a lawsuit soon, and I'm going to call Miss Barbara Anderson, who's suing Zillow, <laughs> and get her in on this because I think she's got it going on. Um, but even if it's not illegal, is it ethical? You know, if you're trying to gather information. Um, you know, I, I guess we have to assume that we're watched everywhere we go nowadays. I mean, that certainly seems to be the case, um, you know, out in public. There's video yeah. everywhere that we don't think about. Um, but, you know, if a listing agent is aware that buyers are being listened to and they don't disclose it up front, I, I'd say I have a bitty, pretty big problem with that. That would be a, a fight. I would fight with the attorney general in, in, in terms of our license law. I want my buyers to feel comfortable discussing the house as we go through it. Um, and I've had a couple instances where the buyers say, like I said, you know, hey, let's go outside. I was just showing a house this afternoon and it uh, was the buyer and her mother and the mom was just like, oh, my God. And I was in my mind because I was getting ready to do this show. I thought, oh, gosh, hush. Yeah. Right. And there was another guy. He said he has a signal with his clients that he says, if I look directly at my shoes, it means let's change the topic of the conversation and talk more about it. But I don't want to have I want to be able to have an open discussion because if they say, oh, my God, this paint color, you know, then we can have a conversation about what it takes to repaint. And, you know, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. in the seller's potential best interest to allow me as a buyer's agent 
to have that conversation with, um, you know, with my buyers and not be all distracted or, right. you know, or not be, not be censored, I guess. Right. So, you know, does it hurt a seller? Does it protect a seller? Um, I have a feeling this is going to be a hot topic in, uh, in the coming years. Uh, so it's one that we'll try and stay on top of and, and see what's going on. But for now, I'd say turn the audio off um, if you feel like. And then we're so in the next segment, we're going to talk about some more security issues that kind of maybe help balance out that whole, you know, do I have to record video to protect my home kind of thing. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
All right, we are back talking about safety and security and those important issues. Are you being watched uh, while you're going through houses? So obviously one of the reasons that sellers put out uh, security cameras or nanny cams, all kinds of surveillance, Karen says, I can't imagine people have indoor cameras. We were talking about this at the break. And I was like, well, I bought a camera system to watch my dogs. I know. Well, so it's like I have one sitting around. It doesn't, it's, you know, 50 bucks or whatever. So you can get them pretty inexpensively now. I only think that after we've had a bunch of contractors in the house and I think, right. oh, I wonder if they installed something. <laughs> or just went through your underwear drawer. Yes. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about some things you can do in terms of safety. You know, one of the reasons um, when I'm talking with someone who, uh, you know, is saying they're going to do for sale by owner, I talk about safety because that certainly is something of concern. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know who's coming through uh, your home? When I was doing research for the show, I found a story I wasn't aware of because it happened in 2006, which was before I was in real estate. Um, but there was a, 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 a criminal bad person they called the real estate rapist uh this was out in new hampshire and southern maine maine he was going door to to door up to doors of homes that were uh, for sale by owner with signs in the yard and knocking on doors and looking for opportunity for women who were alone and he ended up you know repeatedly raping one and and got i think well he's gonna be in jail till he's air in prison till he's 85 i think but he hit about 10 homes i don't looking for opportunities he didn't find opportunities at all of them um but that is something that certainly is you know a a possibility and a lot of times it's um single parent or like a mom home with the kids and someone wants to come see the house and oh it makes me you know and you know i like this and any other like crime that happens or or something i it never dawns on me that that is because i i'm i feel like i'm a normal processing right normal thinker and we grew up in the midwest and indiana and you know yeah but stuff like that happens definitely Uh, so just never let someone into your house and i even had this even happens when your house is listed i had a client i'm trying to remember who it was because it was fairly recently I remember sitting and closing and they were like oh yeah someone came up to our door and knocked on our door and we let him in and to show the house I was so mad I was like do not I mean you know, we don't know who this person is at least with realtors involved you know we're vetting them a little bit sure. and you know trying to make sure they're legit so so here's my top 10 ways to kind of protect yourself as a seller um, to protect yourself and your belongings uh, as you are selling your house so number one really obvious remove anything of value you're going to be moving anyway, so just go ahead and start packing. That's what I tell people. Um, items of value can be jewelry, collections, um, but it can also be things like bills you would not believe. Doctor's bills up on the fridge, social security numbers on there, passports just laying out. I mean, all kinds of stuff. People just don't even bother. They just leave it laying out there, whatever it is. Anything with social security numbers, um, you know, so so what do you do with them? Um, you know, should you put them in a dresser drawer? I mean, in theory, they should be safe. I really, I, my clients don't open dresser drawers, and I would stop <laughs> them if they did, I promise you. But, you know, who knows? Someone is suggesting, you know, I just put my stuff in a box and I label it painting supplies. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty good. Um my friend's parents keep all of her important stuff in envelopes tucked up above the, they have a drop ceiling in the basement. <laughs> they tuck them up above ceiling tiles in the basement. I'm like, that's pretty good too. Uh, safe? Yeah, safe would be a really good spot. Safe is a good spot. Yeah, so um, we're offsite, you know, put it with a family member or something like that. But, I mean, yeah. think about that stuff. Items of value are more than just jewelry. And obviously, we you know, we hear about prescription medications and things like that as well. I had a client once who, um, we were doing an open house. And at the end, end of the open house I think they were 
they were going away for a couple of days or something. And he said, this, he had a car parked outside and he said, can you, at the, after the open house, there's a few bags in my car. Can you bring those back in the house and put them under the bed? And as I'm like picking them up, I'm like, oh, these are guns. Oh, <laughs> I was oh like, gosh. oh, okay. <laughs> those are guns. Because um, he didn't, you know, and I appreciated that he got the guns out of the house while I was in there for an open house. But, you know, the locked trunk of your car can be a good spot too if the sure. car keys aren't obvious. So um, definitely, you know, no brainer, remove anything of value. Now, depersonalize. Um, now, this doesn't mean, you know, we hear that all the time. That's a big one on HGTV and all the blogs and everything that you read online, depersonalize. And people always ask me that. That doesn't necessarily mean take down your pictures. But what that means is, for example, take down your family calendar that announces that you're going to be out of town on vacation for a week in July. Mm-hmm. Or what I see all the time. Oh, Saturday, family reunion, McCormick's mm-hmm. Creek State Park, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> what a great time for me to rob you. You know, um, I see that all the time. So depersonalize in that sense. Uh, if you want to take pictures down, if that makes you more comfortable, it's totally fine. Um, you know, that's that's up to you. Um, this one is kind of for us, like be realistic and in fact, be maybe a little pessimistic. And by that, I mean, expect the doors to be left unlocked. And I hate to say that because as a realtor, that makes us, uh, my, by me saying that, it's saying that I know we're not going to do our jobs, but we're human. God reminds me of that it, daily. It could happen. And it you can, can happen, right? Or someone steps out like a back patio door or something yep. just to take a look out and then forgets it's hard because if you know if the you try to keep everyone together somebody splits off and they go outside and they don't close the door and yeah um so expect the doors to be unlocked and you'll be a lot happier if that's your expectation if you are out of town have a neighbor check the door after each showing have somebody check the door after each showing and check the windows too you know i'd like to think i've never left a door unlocked but like i said i'm human um and it can happen so expect that and speaking of locks this is one of my big 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 pet peeves uh and this is make sure that your doors are easy to lock though so while you're going to expect the realtors to accidentally leave doors unlocked set us up for success by making it easy to lock and unlock your doors i swear it's if i show 10 houses one of them is easy to get into and the other it's like you got to jiggle the key you got to pull it out just a little bit you got to pull the door towards you I, it was funny because uh, I had a contractor call me once and he was trying to get into a house um, and he said, oh, he couldn't get the door locked. I was like, I don't just pull it towards you. He's like, oh, okay. And I was like, did that work? And he's like, yeah, it did. And I'm like, I, that's the first thing I always try. But um, Or these crazy, have you ever seen a house with triple locks? No. They're this weird, like you have to, I don't even know how to explain it, but you have to lift the door handle up and then turn the, the knob to like lock it. And then put it back down. It's like multi-step locking. And I had a client once who complained every, she had her house listed with another realtor before me. And uh, I don't need to be your first realtor. I need to be your last realtor. Right? Is that what they say? Yes. Yeah. And and I was her last realtor um, because we sold the house. But she complained. She said these doors were always left unlocked. And I was like, well, show me how you lock them. I was like, no, because it's jacked up. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody knows how to do that. And so, you know, here's what your options are. A, unjack them. Yes. Put normal locks on them. Or B, expect them to be unlocked. Or C, draw a picture on how to lock them, which is what she ended up doing. I was like, you make a little thing and tape it to the door and say, here's how you lock the door. Because 
those you know, we do see those locks, but not a whole lot. And so, um, you know, make and those it, could be very normal for her or yeah, wherever she right. w- originally lived, right. but maybe not in our yeah, area. No yeah. idea. Um, and now when I see a funky lock, I'm like, oh, is that a triple lock? And then people think I'm really smart. And it's like, well, I learned my lesson. Um, the other thing is, like, do you have doors that you have to pull really tight to click, you know, to, yes. like, get that? So I had a listing several years ago. and I was getting, I was on my way to the airport to go somewhere and I get a call from a neighbor of this. The front door is wide open. I'm like, Oh God. Cause the house is vacant. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think, so she went over and closed it and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then it happened again, like a week later and come to realize that I was kind of used to the door, I guess, but you have to pull it really tight. You could lock it, because yeah. it wasn't a deadbolt, it was on the handle. So you could lock it and the handle wouldn't move, but if you pushed it, it wasn't clicked and it wouldn't. So go through all that and, and make sure that that stuff is easy, easy, easy to use. It just made me think that if you walk outside my door, you unlock my front door and you walk out, if mm-hmm. you don't do some another step mm-hmm. and that door shuts behind you, mm-hmm. it's locked from, yeah. the, from the outside going in. Yeah. A babysitter did that once. Yeah. We had just went to a function and she calls and goes, I am so sorry, but we were outside playing and I thought that we walked out the door right. and I'm like, oh, I, that's okay. It happens. But I am yeah. thinking that now that yeah. I should draw a picture. Yep. Make it easy. Yeah. Um, reduce the risk of preventable accidents. Now this is a little bit gray area, whether you're as a home seller, you would be liable or not. And it's something you should probably talk to your insurance agent about, but you know, why tempt fate? So think about things that people could trip on, um, like really slippery throw rugs. There's stuff on the steps. You know, sometimes people put those decorative baskets on steps or the one I hate are baby gates because I can't figure out how to work them. And if they're in certain spots, it's kind of like tricky to try and get over them. This is one that uh, I have a colleague who insists that people take their shoes off in every house. And I always complain about it. She knows I hate it because I don't I like wearing shoes. I, I don't. I need to have heels on. That's my thing. I wear heels at home. Um, But the shoes give you some traction. And if you have people take shoes off and they're walking around in slippery socks, and what if you've got wood stairs? And that's part of the reason why I wear shoes all the time is because I have all hardwood in my house. I slip. I have. I've slipped and fallen, you know, bare feet. Um, So that's something, you know, um, clearing walkways from ice and leaves and things like that that people can slip on. Those are definitely things as well. Um, So just kind of, you know, walk through your house, look for any potential issues and and, um, um, try to be aware of that. Um, Another one is maybe skipping the open house. I hate to say this, but, you know, it's impossible for a realtor to keep their eye on everyone who comes in. And open houses, these are not qualified buyers. These aren't people who have relationships with realtors. Um, And so, you know, let's face it, open houses sell homes less than 5% of the time. It's just not a huge marketing tool. It's a way for realtors to pick up buyers. I like doing open houses. I don't mind doing them. I haven't really done any this year because our houses are selling too fast. Right. Can't get, can't get them. I can't get to a Sunday yet. Um, but uh, you know, perhaps a more effective way to um, market your house is to consider doing a broker's open, which is an open house for realtors, um, and it kind of accomplishes the same thing. You get feedback but from professionals who probably have active buyers, uh, it's probably more effective than letting your nosy neighbors or the board Sunday drivers walk through. So that's something to consider as well. Um, and then if your home is vacant, you know, I want to urge you to take some extra precautions. So that's what we're going to talk about in our last segment are uh, some things to do uh, while your home is vacant. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are talking about things that sellers can do to protect themselves and their their homes um, from liability or damage or theft while you are selling. You know, I, I, I'm amazed at how many sellers just sort of go, okay, come on in. And what probably wouldn't be normal behavior becomes normal behavior when you're selling your house, which is, okay, you know. Somebody wants to you see it. You just don't give me. it any thought. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought so either. Yeah. Now I live in the country, and while country folk are nice, and we prefer to use the back door, we also get real country. If you come onto our property, and we don't know, <laughs> so like people drive through my driveway because I have a couple driveways, and they like circle around the house. We get real. You're always like, you need to calm down. I was like, no, no, nobody comes on my property without telling me. Side note, when you just said that, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but when I went out there to water your plants while you guys were gone and stuff, and then the hose went all haywire, and I'm in heels and a dress, and my first thought was, she better not have cameras out here (laughs) watching me fight with this water hose. Right. We were laughing in the beach in Mexico. that's right. (laughs) Okay, so vacant homes. That was sort of the last one I wanted to leave you out, because vacant homes um, can present some special issues and some special challenges. You know, gosh, I've heard stories. There was a story of a realtor walking into a house, and I've done it too, actually, Um, not to this extent. There was one where they walked in and opened the door, and there was like two feet of water because of pipe. You can imagine. You had that pipe burst, right? Yes, they did have a pipe burst. If no one had been in there for two weeks. I had one that I showed um, 
several years ago and we walked in and uh, it was raining from the ceiling just a kind of a dribble but it was a constant and I was like um yeah so some things you want to uh, think about if you are selling while your home is vacant uh, first one is take the pictures of your home before it's vacant I am I'm amazed at the people who will call me asking about a home I'll go, was it vacant dude I'm not gonna tell you that Right. You know, I mean, so if the pictures are, you know, if you take the picture and it's vacant, then although I've had pictures <laughs> shown houses that are, there's no furniture, so you think it's vacant, and then, then you get there. You get there, and there are people there, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but take pictures, and, you know, don't, don't make it really obvious that it is vacant. There are some um, ways, you know, people will put in listings, you know, quick possession or vacant quick possession or something like that. Just downplay it. I mean, don't, don't make it easy for people, I guess, right. is what I want to say on that. Um, another thing is call your homeowner's insurance company and ask them about vacant home policies. You'll have a heart attack. Um most uh, most homeowner policies will cover you for about 30 days or so after the home is vacant, but you want to make sure that you're covered because if you're not, if they're like, well, wait a minute, we didn't know this home was vacant, they will not cover you. Um, and you may, you probably have to get special vacant home insurance policies. It can be tricky to find um, um, those policies. I mean, the typical insurance companies Would don't carry them. Would not have ever have thought any of that. Yeah, so. it's a completely different thing. And so they can definitely turn down your claim if the, if you, they can prove that the home's been vacant for more than 30 days and you didn't tell them. Um, that's somewhere in the fine print in your insurance policy. So you want to make sure you're covered for that. Um, ask a neighbor to park a car in their drive in your driveway. That's always a nice thing. Although I always pull up and I think, well, the house is vacant, but there's a car here. Hmm. So ask them to move it before the showing. But, um, you know, it's the same thing. Like in the winter time, you want to have someone shovel or at least drive tracks. I do that for clients sometimes. You may drive up and down your driveway in the snow and make it look like someone's there. I can do that for you. Um, ask neighbors to keep an eye on the home. Um, you know, put lamps on timers. We talked about this oh on and off over the past year, but we use a system at my house called Wink. Um, and it's a really, really simple system that connects with our smartphones. And we just buy special light bulbs and plug them into lamps and we can program them. All kinds of, um, you know, turn on, turn off. Um, at certain times. I mean, you can just use timers, but the Wink system's a little bit more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. But you can also buy things that would notify you if a door was open or, um, you know, all kinds of security things. So it may be worth your while to get the cheapest, you know, internet package, internet, you know, service. Mm -hmm. Keep that on because people always turn the internet off. Turn the internet on so that you can use some of these features um, for some of these uh, programs, Wink, and there's other programs or other companies out there that provide those kinds of um, products as well. And then you can just take them with you when you go. That's the nice thing. You get a security system, but they're going to wire the house and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. The nice thing with like Wink and some of these other systems is that you can take it with you when you go and then you can turn your new home into a smart home as well. Um, so that, I think that's really important. Um, oh, make sure the snow, when we talk about that, snow leaves, debris are cleared away regularly. Uh, check in on the home regularly. I mean, this is what we talked about with a home, um, you know, after showings. Expect the doors to be unlocked. So you want someone to go back over there and uh, and check that out. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about security system, but my gosh, I have to be honest with you. Security systems are stressful as all get out. And I almost think they're more of a liability because 
when I have to show a house that has security system, ugh, my heart beats, my palms get sweaty. I get that door unlocked and you can hear the beep, beep, beep. And it's like, okay, shit, where is the box? You usually this, okay, the box is on the, through the kitchen to the left. Okay, but I've never been in this house before. You know what I'm saying? So first I got to find the kitchen. And you know you only have a finite amount of time before the alarm starts going off. It is stressful. And so what happens? I'm running around the house like a crazy woman. God forbid they want me to take my shoes off first. And then I'm leaving myself, my buyers, at the front door. Like, don't enter until the beeping stops. Right? <laughs> and, and they're, like, just standing there like, what the heck? And it's, like, completely distracting for sure. everyone. Um, and, you know, and I'm potentially leaving the buyers out of my sight while I go attend to whatever I need to attend to. And then I'm thinking, how safe are you? Because now I know your code. And, you know, I mean, I'm trustworthy, but what if this, you know, someone was standing over my shoulder and they watched me punch the code in too? Because you got to give the code, you know, yeah. it's like, it doesn't really make sense. My favorite was I had a house once that had security system and my sellers were awesome and they um, worked really close by. And so they were like, that's fine. You know, when we have a showing, we'll just go over, you know, 15 minutes before the showing, turn the alarm system off. And then we'll, you know, go when the windows close, we'll go back and turn it back on. And they had no problem doing that. That's cool. <laughs> that's fine. You know, they want to take accountability for it. That's fine. One day I get a phone call from an agent and all I can hear is beep, beep, beep. <laughs> He's like yelling. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, well, the alarm's going off. And I was like, well, your showing's not for another 45 minutes. He's like, yeah, we were a little early, but I knocked before I went in. I was like, no, no. I was like, well, I don't know. You have to wait for someone to come over. But yeah. Um, and another interesting tidbit that I want to suggest, too, is um, if you've not known how to do this, I can try and tell you how. Um, put your home's address on a Google search alert. Do you know how to do that? No. If you go to Google, I think it's like Google forward slash alert. You can set up to get an alert so that anytime, like I have alerts set on my name because <laughs> I'm paranoid, I guess. I'm a kid, think I'm Kim Kardashian. So that whenever there's a new internet page out there, my name pops up, I get an email. Mm. So I know when people are talking about me. Um, but you should do the same thing for your homes, especially your vacant homes, because vacant homes are a big target for like Craigslist scams sure. uh, and rental scams. And so if you have your address on uh, that Google search, you get an alert whenever. So obviously you're going to get alerts when uh, your listing pops up on various real estate websites, but you can make sure that it's accurate and that it's showing that it's for sale and not for rent. So I think that is a, a really great tip as well um so gosh there's a lot of good information i think you always uh, have great information good. oh thanks well you know be smart don't be naive um but also don't be overly paranoid um i, I really think i know in our area you know the the worst cases um doesn't happen all that much uh, it's, it's a rarity, but obviously you don't want to invite it either. So uh, put those doctor's bills away off the fridge. Keep that going. All right. We are going to be back next week with another fabulous show. Thank you, Karen, as always, for joining me. Uh, Rachel wasn't here with us today, so shout out and love to her. And uh, she's, I think, be back with us next week. And I look forward to that. And we'll be back with more great information. Uh, don't forget to download us on iTunes as well. Uh, this has been Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets. 